This is Friday, September 2nd. What is the meaning of life? Now, we're going to, not going to be able to answer that question in a single short podcast, but I'm asking because to ask this question is in many ways what it means to be human, a human being. We want to know why we're here. We want to know what life is for and where we came from. It's pretty natural, really. Just as natural as it was for my friend to want to track down his biological parents when he found out he'd been adopted. He wanted to know his roots, where he got his large Roman-looking nose, broad chin, and thick shoulders. Now, for some of us, this is the search for meaning, for ultimate meaning. For some of us, this is the search for identity. We want to know who we are. Perhaps in finding what life is all about, we'll discover that. In the book and the movie, titled A Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, we learn about a massive supercomputer given the name Deep Thought. This largest of all computers has been tasked with searching out the most probing and difficult question, the answer to life, the universe, and everything. How it takes a long time for the computer to find the answer and didn't check and double-check its computations. Seven and a half million years to be exact. But eventually, it spits out a simple, unambiguous answer. Everybody's waiting to find out what it is. The computer says the meaning of life is 42. Now, I'm not making that up. In the story, someone yells at the supercomputer, 42, is that all you've got to show for seven and a half million years of work? Deep Thought replies, I checked it very thoroughly, and that quite definitely is the answer. I think the problem, to be quite honest with you, is that you've never actually known what the question is. Now, I know this is all pretty funny. But often that's the problem. We don't know what we're looking for or even how to ask. This is the world we're living in now, where human beings just go through another day without thinking about the most important questions in life. Yet it is the answer to those questions that gives us focus and gives us hope. I believe we've lost touch with our hope because we've lost touch with God. That was the startling news that turned the world upside down when Jesus came. We could know our Creator. We could know why we're here and what life is for. This is why the message about Jesus swept through the world so quickly. People, well, people knew hopelessness. They knew what it was like to live one, one more day without, another day without connecting to a greater sense of purpose or meaning. And when they heard the gospel, everything began to change for them. Here's Paul talking about this message, our passage for today, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 to 24. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God the world through its wisdom did not know him, God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demand signs, and Greeks look for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those whom God has called both Jews and Greeks, 
Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Now, this is Paul writing the church in Corinth. And he says that, the, that philosophy in the, in the world at that time, whether Jewish or Greek, could never have figured out God's plan for the world. Human wisdom can never quite get us there. But God has revealed the truth in Jesus. Not in strength, but in weakness. Not in what we would consider wisdom, but what we would think of as foolishness. Yes, the way has been opened through Jesus to the great questions of life. Now, folks, none of us would make up such a story. We would never arrive at this conclusion. It has taken the coming of God into our world and the revealing of the magnitude of God's holiness and God's mercy in Jesus at the cross for us to have life. Of course, to the Greeks, the whole matter seemed a fool's errand. To the Jewish people, they couldn't stomach God coming in human flesh, much less that he could and would die for them. No one could imagine that the way in would come by faith alone and not through any form of merit, not anything we do. You can see why Paul faced such opposition when he shared the message, and yet also why the message brought life and hope and peace and joy and freedom and so much more. I think this is why the sharing of message, the message of Jesus proves difficult for us today. It doesn't fit the message of our world at all. The reason is because, well, it's from out of our world. To the world, weakness is a joke. But it is here where God saved us, at the cross where Jesus died. So what do we do with this today? Well, first, I think we rest in the wonder of it all. That God has brought life and light to us in this way. We, we thank God and we come to rest in what Jesus has done. Then we ask the questions. What if we didn't present ourselves as knowing it all, but instead as those who are willing to ask the questions? What do you think life is all about? Let's pray. Lord God, you chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things, the things that are not to nullify the things that are, so that no one may boast before you. It is because of your grace, Lord, that we are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.